0: Oh, my God, I can't handle this. Find me a safe Mm -hmm. space. Hello and welcome to unrelenting episode number 40. For September 2nd 2022 if they let you back into the country Gene I don't believe it there was uh questions in the troll room before the show as to how many illegals you brought back in your luggage I thought that was kind of a racist question but I figured I'd ask anyway
1: yeah really I mean does anyone really need to bring any illegals back in given how open the border is right now I was
0: gonna say is it it kind of funny that they're checking your you know information to come back while they just wave everybody with no documents in
1: it is literally that where if if you have a U.S. passport, you have to go and get your retina scanned. And if you don't, then you just go on through and it just there's nobody at the post. You just walk right through the gate. So, yeah, it's it's a little wacky. Uh, the border seems to be inverted right now. Why
0: is everybody so racist? And I think this is hilarious. Lori Lightfoot, a lot of people like to call her Larry.
1: She does look like one of those troll things. She looks like that critter from uh, that horror movie back like 30 years ago.
0: (laughs) She looks like a few critters from a few different
1: horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like if they all got together and had a baby. Like she's got a shrunken head. And, uh, you know, she's like uh, totally New Orleans kind of. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Shrunken head looking thing. Yeah. I don't understand. What kind of idiots would elect somebody like that? The people of Chicago. I mean that's beyond deranged when you you just visually look at somebody you don't have to know anything about their politics you're like uh uh-uh, uh nope <laughs> nope <laughs> she looks insane
0: yeah but she is insane
1: yeah exactly the, so there there you go the the look matches reality the governor of Texas
0: Abbott has been <laughs> sending out busloads of yes. migrants now this is a very interesting thing because it's not like It's forced, and that's the one thing that anybody on the left avoids mentioning, Mm -hmm. which is this is a program, as far as I can tell anyway, I'm not down there, I haven't seen this firsthand, but it appears to be a program where they go to where these uh, people who've just came into the country illegally are and go, Mm -hmm. hey, you want a free bus ride to New York, Chicago, wherever? Mm
1: -hmm. All the cool cities.
0: Right, and if they say yes, they put them on the bus for free. Now, Lori Lightfoot says this is a racist policy, and I'm only thinking well, it has to be okay. racist she, to send somebody does, to
1: Chicago. She does have a point because they do check IDs, and if you have an ID, then you can't get a free ticket. Right, then you can't get on the bus. Yeah. You have, so to, it's, 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 you have to not have an ID to get on the bus. I just thought I it think was it's, funny because I think like, it's a great program. P- people, look, if the rest of the country doesn't want to keep them from crossing into Texas, then the least Texas ought to do is ask them where they'd really like to go.
0: Yes, we can relocate. It's okay. That way, the Texas communities on the border there do not have Mm -hmm. to face the brunt of everything coming in. Help. Equal out the load.
1: Now, ironically, nobody wants to go to California, but uh <laughs> well, yeah, D.C., New York, Chicago; those are all big destinations. Some people want to go to Florida, but not California.
0: I just think it's funny that the mayor of Chicago, the mayor of Washington D.C., the mayor of New York, who are, I believe, all black, say it's it's racist to send people to their cities. It's
1: and like, incidentally, how's it racist for these black people to say uh, that sending Mexicans to their cities is somehow racist. What? I don't
0: know. I can't figure that sounds, it out. That
1: sounds like a racist statement.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. That this mm-hmm. is a racist policy. And it's like, are, are the buses uh air conditioned? It's like, yeah, they look like nice new, you know, Greyhound kind of buses. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'd rather be in an air conditioned bus than it's like 106 degrees in Texas right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's no. And then believe me, people don't want to stick around Texas. This is where all the relatives live. They want to get somewhere further away. As people often do, get away from the relatives. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. But how so, was your vacation south of the border?
1: Oh, it was good. I never left the hotel, which is perfect. Which is so the only way you, you don't to, get kidnapped down in Mexico. I oh, know. that's some bullshit. Mexico's totally safe. In totally fact, I'm going to go back next month. Oh, really? This, yeah.
0: Just to maybe backpack through Mexico, walk around, see where you can find?
1: Yeah, I figured I'd just stick my own car down there and just drive around anywhere I want. Perfect. I mean yeah. definitely keep a live
0: video stream open so we can yeah we can hear your final I'm gonna words.
1: I, I am gonna check on the border, see anybody if anybody wants to ride back to Mexico. My guess is probably nobody. Oh we mean while you're going the other way, while you're crossing yeah. into Mexico. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, free <laughs> free ride across the border into Mexico. Anybody interested? No? No? Okay. No. There was rumors
0: on uh, no agenda social. I mean, you are a man of mystery because people seem to think you have like multiple different passports from multiple different uh, countries so So i
1: I have no idea why people would think that i don't know it
0: seems like they're digging Mm -hmm. like i don't know it doesn't doesn't seem right i think it's just polish rumor it could be i mean Uh the last i heard was you had an israeli passport and it's like i didn't know how that quite worked out Hmm. i mean you
1: could be an assassin
0: or is that too close we need to cut this part out of the show
1: oh come on dude that's like an assassin would be doing something public like talking on a podcast or wouldn't or that be the perfect doing, cover or or like acting or something that's crazy i mean julia childs was a spy for the cia right
0: well, so that's true yeah and she was like right out in the open this is hiding in plain
1: sight that was well documented
0: yeah but you got relaxed in mexico
1: uh yeah probably more than i should have um what does my that goal mean? well my goal was to work on my next book and i did that for like three days and then just became kind of uninterested well i didn't do them three days in a row either but no it was just kind of like i was just relaxing enjoying enjoying not doing anything uh i only got online like once a day um well you had to watch tim pool right so i mean you had to get that in well, funny enough, Tim Pool's on the local TV stations down there, so that's really you know I didn't even have to worry about that. Yeah, wait,
0: they run Tim Pool videos. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I guess it's cheaper to run YouTube videos than to pay for actual programming.
0: oh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I don't know what the legalities are. What Mexico? Kind of what do you mean legalities? Well, I'm right. what are you talking about. There's that. There is that too, but that's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. Like oh.
1: Mm-hmm. This, show, I mean, the then, this I mean, hell, that I got, I got all the cat videos that I could watch uh, on TV,
0: which was great. Did you accidentally turn on the AM radio in Mexico and hear us talking? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I know <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty damn funny, wouldn't it? Like now we know who's listening. Uh huh. Exactly. Hey, there's um, a lot of content out there. You know, I wonder if we could get on the AM radio in Mexico.
0: Probably could. I, I well, you know what I think we could get on here in Chicago really as mm. long as we kept out the swearing i'm pretty sure i could uh, i could twist uh our, my our, he's a no agenda guy the guy that runs mm. that station oh yeah, yeah yeah i remember and he's he running the, no agenda i think he's doing the editing himself now because it just got to be too hard for me to do it and yeah we need a team of people that would uh you know get together and turn no agenda into a a radio friendly show because it's more work mm-hmm. than most i think
1: uh yeah i i don't disagree i mean part of it too is i think that there are occasionally copyrighted things played correct and that and you gotta not just check for swearing but check for that as well
0: and then the right because the station has to be aware they'll need the proper licenses and it's a lot Mm -hmm. which is why sports radio is a lot cheaper than being a music station because again there's that part of it Although I don't think it's
1: super expensive being a music station, not for an
0: actual terrestrial
1: radio, yeah, I mean you basically are advertising transmission station with some gaps filled in with music, which is true which I is mean, true. if it comes down to it and <clears throat> and i so I was doing a long drive yesterday, so I was listening to some public radio oh um, n p r really yeah, that's usually what I listen to, and um Well, if I listen to any terrestrial shit, usually it's podcasts. But if I listen to anything terrestrial, then it's going to be NPR.
0: You want to get Uh, your
1: government programming in? You know, the thing about NPR is it's probably the most, uh, the most podcast-like of all radio. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the most (laughs) podcast-like. Well, that's a good way to put it. Actually, I hadn't thought about it that way, but it kind of is. There, I've I always live live the sound. That they have, and Adams talked about it. How they're they have some of the best studios and the best uh, equipment guy and and the best producers in the world because they have more money than every other radio station. Yes. um being, being National Public Radio and asking their, you know, they were on the whole value for value bandwagon. Yeah, Adam like Curry stole 50 that from them years obviously. ago. Yeah, oh, he did. He fully admits it. You know that that's been around public radio for like. 50 years plus please uh, we rely idea. on listeners like you yeah listeners like you and advertisers but mostly right. like, you no, know no. we just
0: it's no advertisers they're just a corporate sponsor they're
1: sponsors <laughs> yes we're but today's show sponsored by dr fauci yes but we do not remind you <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh aids is bad don't forget dr Fauci says aids is bad good old dr Fauci. That's dr a, pouchy is quite the character i'm trying weight, not yeah. to get sued yeah well he's, yeah he's gonna be dead before the lawsuits would get in i don't the, know that he necessarily will ever die really you think he may be one of these lizard people i know i think he may be one of those people that made a deal with the devil a long time ago
0: or i just thought maybe he actually knew what he was doing with the drugs he just now do we know that else.
1: mengele actually died no you don't i don't mm, i don't have any proof i've never seen the two of them next to each other could be Does Fauci speak in the German? Does he speak in the Deutsch? Uh, He speaks with a fake fake German, fake New York accent. Uh, Let me
0: tell you. Yeah, yeah. You got to You got to get your shots.
1: That's a Wolfman Jack doing a shot uh, promo ad for some reason. The Wolf. Hey, kids
0: and kiddies, get out there and get on the ball. You're going to have a lot of fun with the Wolfman.
1: That's the one. There we go. Can't do an episode without having Wolfman in it. He's a little bit, it's a little
0: bit of a, see, originally I thought the wolf man was like this really low beefy. And then I went back and listened. It's like, oh no, that's, yeah, it's, it's that higher, it's raspy, but it's a higher voice.
1: You're thinking of the undertaker. Could be. Yeah. Or the son
0: of Sven Gulli. Was he pretty low? (laughs) Not really. He's the guy that does all the horror stuff uh, on television here. Way back. Hey Kids. Yes. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much that's the uh Uh that's the bit but he made it into a career like elvira i mean made that into one hell of a career just that oh
1: apparently we have a hurricane danielle hurricane Danielle. yeah
0: oh my god this is amazing
1: yeah finally see this proves it there is climate this is climate change right
0: because we Uh were told like uh what was that ten years when the original yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be nonstop hurricanes right. all, all year long. Which is yeah. what the original Al
1: Gore, the inconvenient yeah, truth. Yeah, oh, there's yeah.
0: gonna be so many tropical storms and hurricanes, and then it's oh, like yeah. this is gonna
1: be nonstop tropics.
0: This year it's September second, it's the first one.
1: Yep. Barely. And is it a big Danielle? Is she a big girl, small girl? What's it gonna be? Well, I mean, just crossed over into a hurricane off of a tropical storm. So it just barely crossed over wow this is yeah, we'll see news. where it goes do we need to go hide in our basements yet or is it okay i mean that's usually where it gets flooded so i'm not sure you're why right. you're going to do that do this know. is not a hurricane <laughs> yeah. i mean it is a hurricane it's not a tornado is what i meant to say right if it's a tornado then you'd want to be there yeah okay. you want to be in the basement yeah now if it's a hurricane yeah uh, mm, yeah i mean hurricanes have straight line winds tornadoes have suck power I had a dream about a month ago where I was literally looking out my window and watching a tornado form like a hundred feet away from the house. Did you and feel I'm like realizing this was a or? Uh... I'm realizing this is not a good thing because once that sucker starts spinning up, I've been, I've been in that situation once before. It was a little more than a hundred feet. It's probably about a uh probably a quarter mile away tornado started forming and i was literally shooting photos of the uh this is in the pre-video days uh shooting photos of the the clouds to start swirling and then were you looking for the storm were you chasing the storm no it was just the cool looking clouds i was taking pictures of cool looking clouds outside was this in texas or was this still back this in is the the minnesota midwest. okay Minnesota. Yeah, yeah you do get some bad weather in the midwest you do and i i mean I've been in two places where the tornadoes gone and ripped through town. Not super close to me, but within like five miles. And, uh, you know, massive damage houses just blown away. And, and five um, miles is pretty damn close when houses are just gone. Oh, they're gone. They're they're. It, you do kind of, well, people in other countries make fun of the way the American houses are built, which are basically matchstick houses. We We build our houses with wooden frames and then put paper on them and then put a little super thin layer of fake brick on the outside to make them look nice. Yeah. Whereas in other countries, they actually are typically built out of concrete. So, um, we've, you know, we see exactly how strong the houses are when we have things like hurricanes and tornadoes come through. Ah, you could just rebuild them. Exactly. That's, that makes it easy. Now in Florida, I think they have requirements for homes where you're, you can't build it unless it's a hurricane-proof house or something. Now, there's plenty of old houses that are not hurricane-proof, but I think if you rebuild, it has to be hurricane-proof, which means it has to stand up to 100-mile-an-hour solid line winds, straight line winds. Yeah, we had uh, during the other show
0: that I do on Mondays, Planet Rage.
1: Oh, you do another show?
0: Yeah. 80-mile-an-hour really? winds during the show. I didn't <laughs> realize it was quite that bad at the time. I, got, I mean, it got really dark. And of course, I'm like halfway below ground anyway. When, right,
1: you live underground
0: I right here. Well, right. You have to be at least four or five uh, stories underground mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. But it got like really dark, which is normal if it's going to rain. Yep. And then all of a sudden, my uh, my spare Apple phone, which really never makes noise at all or does, because there's really nothing on mm-hmm. this thing, starts beeping. And I like looked at the thing, and it's like, dangerous wind warning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. And there was a town not too far from here that they uh, had the recorded the eighty mile an hour wind. So I'm just kind of guessing that's about what we had here. I but think
1: the strongest wind I've been in is fifty.
0: It's, it was. I mean, you could hear. You know, it was just a weird kind of a vibe because the house kind of just like vibrates or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, it's like was the are the windows going to come flying in? What's uh, oh yeah? But no, it so seems like everything uh, weathered that. But you you don't know when this kind of stuff is going to pop up. No,
1: no, and you don't know if you're literally one mile speed faster and the whole thing would come down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. When the house just kind of starts vibrating. That's why I also have a little, uh, from back in the days when we used to go to the NASCAR races, Mm -hmm. a a little scanner that has, uh, the weather bands on there because if that way, if the power goes out and the internet goes out, you can at least still, and it's, it's just something fun to listen to. And they're like, Ooh, you know, a tornado was spotted. Yeah. I have the weather bands on my watch well see you're way more advanced it's the same idea yeah you just want to be able to get that information when you need it yeah because everybody's like well i I could just go to the internet and it's like what about when the internet's not there Mm-hmm. that happened too uh, about a week or so ago our internet really? went down it was uh that was the day that i it was the day of Un- unrelenting or uh no not unrelenting It was two weeks ago with planet rage mm. And yeah maybe maybe somebody's trying to tell you something i think maybe that the internet went out for like two hours and it was like well, like now what do i do what
1: what would you do if you can't record a podcast man i know you'd have to record that's your main activities recording podcasts i can i can record a solo show without the internet so that's fine Oof. yeah i guess you know i listened to your last solo one what was it called uh random thoughts grumpy rumpies right
0: yeah. You mean grumpy old Ben's or random thoughts or no, it's uh, called, I think it's Raid. called
1: grumpy rumpies but For the it solo was, show it was talking about baseball cards of all things oh yeah the mickey mantle card yeah and uh I when as soon as I heard the topic I'm like ah crap all right this is totally not interesting to me I'm going to turn it off which is what Larry always says
0: because he does not follow any of he's, that but he's no, like you, no, no. you do it in such a way that it was intriguing
1: well this is the crazy thing is I actually listened to the whole goddamn episode I was too lazy to turn it off <laughs> That's how uh, I get you. Yeah, apparently. You just suck me right in there. But the the thing that's interesting to me is the uh the story about the guy that like used to be a driver and courted all these cards.
0: Yeah, that he used to deliver for tops
1: back what in the day. What kind of idiot kid would sell that stuff? Why wouldn't you keep that? I don't know. Then that is that is the one part of this
0: story that you go back to. And at the time that they thought they were bringing in a lot of money and it was a lot of money at that time, but you realize that much money, you know, they brought in a hundred, right. $125,000 in 1980 mm-hmm. or 81, whenever that was, I mean, it was good money, but it was not your set for the rest of your life. So the
1: average income in 81, I think was 31,000. So it was a maybe, maybe 29,000. So it was about yeah. three years worth of, uh, salary. It wasn't bad money, but given oh so here's what I would have done in that situation right assume I don't, I don't give a shit about cards or the game right I would have gone through and uh found every duplicate card and then I would have kept one of those and not some and then I would have done a uh uh what do you call it uh, you know where they price this stuff out. um
0: Well, that was it back in 1981. Yeah, the system that we have today with multiple companies that grade these things. Yeah, it didn't exist, so you couldn't send them off anywhere. You could just be like, "Well, it right. looks good."
1: And the well, grading, fair enough, but you could you could lay them I, like I've literally done this: lay all the cards on the floor, or the bed, or whatever. Take a photo. Send the photo in and say, are any of these worth anything? Yes. Well, they knew they were worth big bucks,
0: but big bucks back then was completely different. And it's the insanity of the grading, which is both great and horrible Mm -hmm. at the same time that a card like that, the which the one that sold is the best version out of all of them that are known from a 1952 printing. So. I mean there's there's a chance that maybe something will be graded just as well probably not but you never know yeah. what people are yeah. gonna find
1: and yeah no it's it's fair enough and plenty of those got thrown away i i'm oh, pretty sure all of my baseball cards got thrown away
0: my dad always tells that story if i was mom threw them away and he had mm-hmm. some 52 mantles but i mean not every 52 mantles worth millions although from looking up as i It'd mentioned that show. Grand, though. yeah well the the worst versions you look them up and it's a the PSAs, the big grading company mm-hmm. if you look up one that was rated a one and this is a one out of 10 scales this is the mm-hmm. lowest grade they'll give it was inside of a bicycle was still right <laughs> still would sell for like 20 grand so yeah, yeah. you know you, you put that into perspective it's like yeah that's crazy but yeah you know I've looked up some uh, Jordan cards, and there's one that the Boy Scouts gave away. It was an extra large card that a ten has sold anywhere in over the last year or so from a hundred thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. but one that's graded in eight, which is what more normally what they would be, it's like six thousand, which is still good money, mm-hmm. but it's a huge drop down, yeah, but back then. I mean the guy that went to buy all these cards talked about bringing a cop with them. I'm guessing brought like 125,000 in cash or something. I don't know exactly uh how that deal went down. Yeah. But that was a you know it's like that seemed like so much money but then you go well,
1: one of them. That's cards. a lot of money, but again, it's like why would you not keep one yeah. of everything if you have all these duplicates in there? That that's the part to me that seems completely irrational. Well, it's, I don't I have thought it, about this
0: because the question is where is the top when it comes to having these collectibles? Then, where do you decide to sell? If you realize today, oh, wow, I've got this whatever card, I got this Mickey Mantle card, and it just sold for 12 million. Well, that's a bad example because anybody would want 12 million. Yeah. But if you can look back and see that, okay, this card is worth $10,000 today, but
1: it, it doesn't matter what you're selling. It's the same thing with, you know, art right paintings but does it always go up or is it's, there an eventual downward trend it's the same thing with cars right i think well there's a number of factors here playing because really when you're buying something that uh is no longer made what you're paying for isn't the quality of the item the rarity what you're, you're paying getting. for is the uniqueness and the rarity of the item uh you know this is why people are always really blown away by the fact that I have wines or cigars or, or, uh, you know, spirits that are really fucking expensive. And the way that I've done this is buy them when they're cheap and wait, that's exactly right. So what I do is just not fucking drink and smoke this stuff. So I have what are considered to be, uh, I, I don't have many anymore, unfortunately, but some are considered to be one of the best cigars ever made in the history of cigars. Uh, I have uh, 1987 Dunhills. Um, these cigars, when they came out, were already considered a great advantage. But as time went on and you literally can't get them right. So. um 1987 happened to be the absolutely worst year for the volume of cigar manufacturing, which also meant it was the best year for cigar manufacturing, or I should say for cigar smokers. Right. Right. (laughs) Because there was nothing crappy that went into production because the production numbers were so damn low. Uh, whereas you go forward in time to the, um, uh, the mid nineties, when the cigar boom was really crazy and everybody and their cousins started smoking cigars and the production was using tobacco that would have been absolutely thrown away in the past. That was just substandard and just really shitty quality. So you know you when you buy the eighty seven cigars within a couple of years of them being released and then you keep them for 30 years that's how you end up with hundred dollars cigars yeah it doesn't happen overnight same thing yeah same thing with different wines and then different spirits like i personally think there is something cool about consuming the last of whatever it is <laughs> you want to be the guy like is there any more of these no
0: i'll i'll drink it then
1: yeah exactly it's like i you know I enjoy uh, being the last person to do something that it's, it's a, it's a pleasurable feeling. And the price of this stuff is directly tied to the availability. So when it comes to baseball cards, what happens? Well, most of them get thrown away by mothers. (laughs) Well, especially the ones that were made
0: in the 1950s, because there was not, any money to them as i talked about in that episode when 1960 rolls around uh, tops disposes mm-hmm. garbage truck fulls yeah. of these cards and uh it just would make you th- th- i
1: don't know if it makes a whole lot of difference now because uh, i'm sure there are cards that are coming out right now that 50 years from now will be like oh my god why didn't everybody else just collect these these are super valuable now Well, there's less. Nobody knows. See, there's less because of the way Tops
0: runs now. Which they still have their regular sets, but there is a a run of cards that Tops has been doing for the last few years that I've never really understood the mentality of people collecting them. I mean, I get if it's your favorite player and you want the card, that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But as far as going up in value, the way they do this series is if something happens in the game today, like if somebody were to pitch a perfect game today, there's going to be mm-hmm. a tops card now tomorrow that they're going to take orders on for like two or three days. And then that's it. They print it once and yep. it's done. Yeah. But anybody that wants the card can buy it. Yeah. Which means
1: there's no rarity to it. There's no, well, there is a rarity. Because it's just eventually. not going to be apparent for a while right. because these things will disappear. It's the same thing with cars i'm blown away by how many people both in movies tv shows and in just driving around uh how many millennials and zoomers think that having a 1970s or 1980s car is cool this is the worst pieces of shit ever manufactured on the planet three miles Uh, to the gallon the uh it's not even that it's it's not even the shitty mileage it's the fact that There were no standards of manufacturing in the United States in the 70s. The country was going through a depression. Uh, Inflation was starting to go up. There was no pride nor requirements for quality control. And the manufacturing uh, in the U.S. and especially in U.S. cars was atrocious. They're pieces of shit. They're poorly designed and even more poorly manufactured watch i'll get hate mail from some zoomer telling me how wrong i am it's like live through this shit motherfucker i don't (laughs) i don't need to listen to anybody telling me otherwise they're horrible cars and yet this is what now is becoming like the cool cars i was like you got to be shitting me 1960s cars are way cooler than 70s and 80s cars combined you know there's a lot of good things about the 80s right music uh, the cocaine oh come on you food. know you want the sunny crockett or oh, was that a Ferrari that uh they had yeah 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 but the number of good quality cars in the eighties including that Ferrari you know those Ferraris need to get serviced every three thousand miles. Yeah like a good woman <laughs> good woman needs to get service every three thousand miles. Uh-huh that's what I've heard. I don't know I, I hear they just need to get traded in that's all. Oh well um, that's you that is your bit. Right? That's true. Uh-huh So, yeah, the cars are just, they were just shitty, man. I would not want any of those cars. Now, are there, were there interesting, unique, and cool cars? Well, uh, certainly. Um, The Ferrari 308, that was a cool car. I definitely have a soft spot for it. Still not a great car, but it also wasn't a U.S. car. You know, the manufacturer I'm talking about is U.S. manufacturing was shitty. You, know, uh, you don't want an Oldsmobile Delta 88 from the eighties. I had an Oldsmobile Delta 88 literally I literally drove one of
0: those first. One. Yes. Yeah. I had The first Piece one was a 78 shit. and the second one was an 85. I think
1: I, I had a 78 and then a 79. Those things were two fun to drive, man. Uh, They were, I don't know if you would, I would not call them fun. They were more like you're driving a boat than yes. a car. Yes. They, they were the <laughs> car
0: that nobody was going to try to cut in front of you merging uh-huh
1: <laughs> for good reason yeah uh, that were but they also had way less power than they should have for their weight that's uh, true they did not they did they not were, fly most cars and is somebody else uh i was trying to explain this to that didn't wasn't around back then it's like the average horse not even the average let's say the top horsepowers in the 80s the most powerful car engines that we had were around 200 horsepower well, that's why the minivans uh, have more than that today.
0: Was it the eighty? Um, was either the eighty-five or eighty-six? The Buick Grand National, the special they came out with, yes, that's still worth yes. hundreds of thousands,
1: which is insane. Because I remember sitting in that thing, and it was super uncomfortable, and the visibility was meh, and the only thing that it had was a more powerful engine than other cars, but it was a piece of shit in every other way. Uh, so I really don't understand the the appeal of that. Now, though, there, like I said, there's a few exceptions. So I did like the what was it, the LT1 Corvette? That was '88, I think. I think so. Uh, yeah, '87, '88, right around their time frame. I remember looking at that at the car show and going, "Oh yeah, this thing is very cool." You didn't buy one in each color back then. I did not buy one in each color back then. The other car that I really liked uh, was the 300ZX. The Nissan you remember those yes yeah so uh they kind of became a meh car but back in the day back in the mid 80s Nissan was way ahead of every other company when it came to electronics these cars had full digital displays in the cockpit they had uh the one of some of the <laughs> they may not have been the first but one of the earliest cars that had voice instead of chime commands so whether you left your door open or whether you know the fuel level i remember this uh the car would say in a very sexy female voice fuel level is low <laughs>
0: you were like i'm gonna get
1: oh, yeah down yeah i'm not gonna fuel it up at all now i'm just gonna listen to this your trunk is open. left door is open you uh-huh. know it would talk to you uh With they had they had 12 speakers in them which is an, an ungodly amount because American cars had two. If you're lucky, yeah, yeah. Or if you're they, lucky, yeah, yeah, if you're lucky no but, back speakers, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Just two: one left door, right door. Um, I mean, there was just a a slew of high tech functionality that these things had, and it had a super powerful 200 horsepower engine. And I always thought, well, what? Why is it called the 300 if it's got 200 horsepower? is not be the 200? but they they eventually had a 200 sx but the 300 zx eventually ended up in the 90s with a 300 horsepower engine but it really lost a lot of its unique factor um it, it's just not i mean i don't i don't even think it's made anymore i would be shocked if it was made anymore most companies stopped making two-door uh sporty cars well now you're not going to even be able to get
0: a car with an engine that's not electric. I mean, I think it's a travesty that Dodge. And uh, in California,
1: you can't charge electric engines, which I is know. perfect. Yeah,
0: no more Charger after next year. No uh-huh. more uh, uh-huh. Challenger, because you know we're Dodge and we're going to go all electric. It's like screw yeah. you, man. That's not going to work. No, it'll work.
1: Uh, work sure it will electric works great dude i like electric cars
0: oh i think electric cars can work great but the whole charging and driving them across country and there's a lot of
1: nobody drives across country either. here's the dirty little secret if you want to go across country you go to texas you get on the bus <laughs> they put you on a bus no my buddy larry just drove
0: cross country again 7033 miles from la to the east what, Coast is he a truck driver
1: no your buddy larry no okay. larry
0: from that Larry show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't hear him that he's too low. He's got that. We have to give him a pitch shifter on his voice. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But how do you know
0: when it comes to the collectibles? How do you know when the high end is reached? Because there's,
1: it's never reached. That's the the bottom line. It it, like, it could go down. It, it, no, it's not. Well, it could go down temporarily, but generally it's going to go up simply because the rarity will keep going down. And ultimately, this is true of Bitcoin as well, because Bitcoin is a collectible. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. uh Yeah, it's I didn't totally even know it was real. I know well, it's not. Was it's like not selling, really real, sell. but yeah. it is a collectible. Okay. So and so it's a virtual. As more people lose and or give away and or get confiscated Bitcoin, the price will go up. So right now, the price is shit. And of course, if the world you know ends up Going nuke, which there's a pretty good chance that it will. Then all your bitcoins uh, are screwed. Bitcoin's not going to matter. That'll be the least your concerns. Is how much Bitcoin you have. Because you but can't keep Bitcoin. On the off chance that it doesn't go nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Keep George Bush. Uh, all right. Hey, he, he's he's somewhere around here. Uh, he's mostly painting these days. I hear. I don't blame him. Although I yeah. did
0: see the Texas Rangers. The one team out of the 30 major league uh, baseball teams that has not had an LGBTQ night at the ballpark ever.
1: Why would they have an LGBTQ night?
0: Because all the other 29 have had LGBTQ. Speaking
1: pride of LGBT and numbers things, uh, did you hear about the, uh, the story out of London where the lesbians were kicked out of the gay pride parade? Well, yeah, because they're not gay enough or something. And that, because they're anti trans. Uh huh because they think there's such a thing called woman well the trans stuff is another big part of
0: there was a just a big article on just the com about mm-hmm. mlb that's where i saw that the rangers were the only ones that haven't had a pride night but they talked about as a part of this the organizations that are you know sponsors or that get you know funds or the ones that the baseball teams are donating to because they mm-hmm. want to be woke support mm-hmm. how many of them anyway support child early child transitioning yeah and it's like i don't think most major league baseball teams have any clue who they're giving money to when it comes to charities but this is a really bad
1: look i just don't really have a problem with you know woke people not reproducing well that's true
0: i do have a problem with ruining a child's life when they're 12 years old or whatever it's like Yeah, but that thing is, we have may have already happened. Well, probably. Yeah. But we have ages for other things. I mean, you can't drink in this country until you're 21, but you can mutilate your body. And uh, at 14, because you say, oh, I I think I want to be a boy or I think I want to be a girl. But you can't drink until you're 21. So it's like, let's start looking at the laws and ask why you can't buy cigarettes. You can't drive a car until you're 16 or at least have a license.
1: Yeah. So why do we? I have think, I think the solution to this? And I've talked about this is very simple. And that is get rid of any kind of restrictions on suicide. Get rid of restrictions on anything. Well, no, on suicide specifically, it uh, trying to keep people that don't want to be alive alive, because what that allows people to do is to take themselves out. And then you don't have to worry about what happens in the future with those people.
0: Well, nobody talks about how much the suicide rates go up after somebody goes through the trans surgeries. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you hear about it all the time, but yeah. Well, we do because we follow this kind of insanity. Yeah. The average person that is like flipping down on TikTok and yeah.
1: uh no, they're they're clueless. For for everyone that ends up looking like and being uh well just being happy know, personality-wise the way that uh Blair White is. There's like a thousand that don't. Right. Yeah.
0: It doesn't work. And no. you have to be sure you want to do something like that, which is why letting children make that decision. It's funny. It's like you won't let your kid decide what they're having for dinner. But, you know, if they want to chop off their dick,
1: then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, the idea of I think a lot of the child kind of basis for not wanting to "Quote unquote," you know, the designed sex" has more to do with just puberty in general. It's it's sort of like as a kid you don't think about sex, and all of a sudden puberty hits, and then all you can think about is sex. All you can think about is sex, and it's like, hey, I I I want the opposite. I want to go back to the way I used to be. Um, and maybe again, I mean, it's hard to say. We look, we've always had. A, uh a group of people in most civilizations going back to pre-egyptian that have been like you know they're they're they never got to uh really find themselves sexually you know these people became nuns or priests or uh, castrati or you know, podcasters. a whole slew of people that just they couldn't deal with sex and therefore they had none. So I think that this is not a new problem. The solution is new. And the the age at which we're now talking about doing this is, I yes. think, new.
0: Yes, because I think for most I mean, there are some people that are so set in their ways, maybe so much on a religious that they don't want that considered for anybody but i think most rational thinking people that are like yeah you got to do you but let's make sure that we don't let kids make decisions impacting the rest of their lives before they understand the repercussions because i don't even know if 20 year olds understand the repercussions at this point
1: no no but but the thing is, there's a big difference between doing things that have a permanent effect and things right. that have a temporary effect. Yeah, go all for the temporary. You want to play the games. That's fine. And look, you want to go have sex uh, with somebody of the same sex. Knock that's not permanent. Right. That's not permanent, right? That you want to wear a dress or a That's great. Not permanent. Well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but
0: uh, I mean, you might get your ass
1: kicked. You might get your ass kicked and you should get your ass kicked, frankly, but. Well, then uh, you
0: know if you're really committed to it.
1: Well, exactly. But. Because society but again, sucks. Here's the, here's the thing is. How is it that all these kids know exactly what a man and a woman are, but none of the adults know what a woman is. Exactly. Well, and like, it's amazing. you can't say I want to become my true self, which is a woman unless you know what a woman is and you're not a woman and you're able to define one. Hold on. So that, so the people that want to switch their, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to call it gender, which is ridiculous because gender is so misused. This, this word has a meaning and the meaning is gender is something that defines words, not biology. So you look really (laughs) still sex. Then really what you're looking for. Yeah, and that's you know the the traditional term for the disease for the dysmorphia was um, was people were experiencing a transsexuality, not transgenderism. Transgenderism means you want other people to call you a different sex. Transsexuality means you want to be a different sex, or you are a different sex, and there is a difference. Um, there is a difference, but the people that want to be called a different sex, they, they seem to feel like they have more rights than the people that actually want to be a different sex. Yeah. Cause they're wackos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, Darren. Oh, and, uh, other lending <laughs> that, yeah, that, I mean, I just that, have show. never
0: understood any of the stuff with, oh, like somebody meeting you going up and down the street now between your friends, people that know you. You could be like, "Hey, I want you to call me this." That's fine. But if you walk into the DMV and the guy's like, uh, "Hey, uh, ma'am, you're next." Ah, "No, I'm a man." No, that
1: doesn't yeah, work. I know, that's that's nuts. It doesn't it's work. It's insane. And Unless, why the hell everybody why has would- to wear a button or something, I guess. Yeah, well, Adam talked about that. Did you listen to the episode uh-huh. uh, where they talked about the the buttons, the buttons uh-huh. for your pronouns on the well, podcast? Well, it's the right? only
0: way to do it because otherwise, I, how do you know what to call somebody?
1: I, I have to admit, I was laughing my ass off when he was describing it. Um, what was your button going to be? Well, my, well, I don't think they have my button. <laughs> I mean, my, my pronoun is uh, Lord and Master. Oh, well, so you can make yeah. that well sure you could make it i'm just saying i don't think most places have this default but the the thing that's so funny about it is how the episode before going adam was very you know gung-ho yeah gonna be talking about podcasting 2.0 and you know all the all the new cool stuff and he's getting excited he's excited about going to podcast expo yeah
0: podcast movement which turned
1: to be an a train wreck yeah exactly and then he's there and it's like oh it's horrible the food's horrible the uh the, the people, people are even worse than the food right? <laughs> the yeah and and it's super politically correct and then they apologize for ben shapiro walking through a hotel lobby oh my god that was oh, the funniest my god. thing. sky news uh, had video
0: okay. i don't i'm sure this was elsewhere but sky news yeah. had the video uh-huh. of ben shapiro with a bunch of people coming yeah. up to him shaking yeah. hands taking yeah. pictures and it's like the the podcast movement people the
1: the statement that they put out like oh yeah oh my god we're sorry for any harm that might have been yeah. caused yeah there's no there's clearly harm caused by having this person be allowed to be on the floor of a building that we're renting so if ben
0: shapiro gets killed dude are not the people at the podcast movement partially responsible for his
1: I'm death? fully responsible as far as i'm concerned Generating hate? It, Yeah generating
0: totally. that he doesn't
1: there, even there's no to hate exist. quite like the hate coming from the liberals i mean this is like pure hate it, it is because it's a religion and that's what i have to go, go I, keep I going agree. back to is it's a religion posing as a political movement which is why they're against people having an actual religion well i i mean they may or may not be there's plenty of them that that still identifies christian believe me well, but, right, but they do they do they they're they really, really? They're really part of this religion, uh and they're the Green New Deal is a religion. We're we're really living in a theocracy right now. No, there's no question. the The Biden administration. Uh, well, and let's be clear. Talking you're right. about the, the MAGA Biden. Republicans as the greatest threat America's ever seen. Yes, and you're absolutely right. Saying the Biden administration,
0: not Joe Biden, because that guy's brain is mush.
1: No, it's the, it's whoever's running him, but. He's just a, a prompt reader. He he is no different than a, a TV news host. He's worse. He's reading a, a prompter. That's all he does. Most TV
0: news hosts actually can tell you maybe what they read afterwards. Nah, I don't know about some, that. Oh come on, some will. I mean, I'm not did saying you, they're did not. Did you all watch just
1: season reading. two of the Morning Show?
0: Yeah, I watched the Morning Show, and I yeah. have to say, the season two, season Sucked. one, yeah, really good. I thought season yeah, two, it was good. It was horrible.
1: It was horrible. Yeah. It was like they ran out of
0: the ideas. They,
1: they, they, what I think happened is they, once again, this is an example of somebody taking an existing book, packaging it up, and And spreading the the story of the book over the course of one season. Yes. And then getting, because that's how you sell it. That's how you sell the show when you're trying to make it, right? It's like, here's the story and here's what, blah, 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 blah. And then it's successful. And then there's like, well, we're gonna pick it up for two more seasons, huh? Now what okay. do we do? Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds great. Yeah, no, we got great script writers. We'll crank out some scripts. So it's total shit. This happens all the time in in every genre. Uh, Game of Thrones is a perfect example. When they ran out of book material, which was season five, season six, I think maybe. Uh, I think yes, uh, season six, seven, and eight were post book. And they were god-awful, and they progressively kept getting worse and worse the further they got from where the books actually ended. It's like they're all alone in the wasteland now. They don't know. They, they, here's what they don't have, is they don't have any uh, any grasp of what the story and the characters should be. Because when Correct. they're working off of a uh, an existing book, there there's some guidance there even if they want to take little detours there's there's always essential plot that brings them back there there are descriptions of what the characters are like even though in hollywood these days like okay but which one's going to be black and which one's going to be gay right we have to we have to add that in because if it's not in the
0: book we got (laughs) to fix the book okay season two of the morning show going back to we have to have somebody yeah. be gay was was that a surprise to you when uh, do, uh, do should we say spoilers
1: cuz this is an old show, show spoilers whatever yeah nobody's watching anyway nobody's
0: listening <laughs> Reese Witherspoons character all of a sudden out of nowhere is gay or bi After Yeah the character that was of,
1: introduced as the conservative voice <laughs> uh that was dealing with the liberal bullshit just happens to be gay just flip that switch well, why
0: not? I you thought know? it was hilarious. But mm-hmm. it, what it really seemed to me was that they had their climax that they wanted for season one, and, and season one worked really well. Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't know where to take those characters because they have shit writing.
1: They have no clue.
0: And the first like five minutes of season two was some of the worst television that I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. because they show a scene. Of the one guy getting fired, and then they go, I think to the uh to the credits, and then they start with a montage of empty New York streets and then go three months earlier and it's like what it was it was very strange because then they drop you into a whole different time and you have no idea what just happened and i'm like what's going on here?" And I ended up looking it up afterwards on Reddit just to see what people were saying about that episode. Mm. And there were a slew of people that were like, yeah, like 10 or 15 minutes in, I had to pause this and then come to the internet to see if I was just really stupid Mm -hmm, or what. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's not the way you want to start a season of a television show is confusing your audience, not because you're trying to, but because you are so bad at your jobs that you can't properly tell the story. And it just seemed to completely run out of steam. They tried to add like COVID into this. And then, I mean, the interesting thing to me, though, for that whole for over the two seasons, they kind of stayed pretty solid with the concept that the big, bad white guy that was fired from his job for being a sexual predator, they did portray him as a fairly good guy, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And it, it was just, it's so cringeworthy to me, the part of this whole thing. And there was a lot of cringeworthy moments. The one that I thought was worse was the, oh, Mitch Kessler targeted black women. It's like, you mean he dated and screwed them? Yeah. How is that? Uh, targeting sounds like it's a serial fucking killer you know and it's like this was, oh my god this made it even worse because i mean he was doing you, it and, with black women
1: and how is he targeting him it's right. like he wasn't exclusively fucking black chicks right it's like this is
0: just like you're trying <clears throat> so very hard to fit some kind of racist narrative into the writing and you can't even figure out how to fucking do it because you don't even know what it is
1: yep that's true
0: and it was maddening because it's like, I don't really understand. In and, and to be fair, sometimes entertainment is just entertainment. But it's like, what are you
1: trying to This is poor quality entertainment, Yes. all.
0: Because like, what are you trying to say? How what what impression are you trying to give of this guy? And it wasn't even like, well, we're intentionally just trying to show you that this is a very complex situation. Cause they were very much so like, oh no, this is horrible. All right. of this woke stuff is just so horrible and it was just funny the way they portrayed a lot of it including the the younger staffer you know in her 20s going after the older weather guy and basically fucking him until mm-hmm. they get caught and have to go to HR and then she can't handle it anymore it's like but it was you that did it so there was a lot of it that just didn't make sense like the writers didn't know how real people reacted real situations
1: uh, yeah i think that's a large part of it is that unlike book writers who have a lot of time to come up with believable characters and rewrite rewrite uh, rewrite if they yeah, have to yeah exactly uh, i think that the uh script writers have a lot more of a time pressure well and, think, i
0: wonder how many writers are on the show i should have looked that up because i'm wondering how many people were in that writing
1: room yeah i i I would be surprised if it was less than four. Oh, I would be surprised if it was less than like 10 or 20. I'm thinking. Oh, I don't know. Come on. I think it's between four and 10. Let's see.
0: The morning show. Could they, although this is also a very hard name to look up things for. Mm-hmm. Because like, well, there's a lot of morning shows. Let's see. Writing credits. IMDB has everything. 25 people in writing credits. For oh the my series. God. You're right. Holy
1: see? shit. That's see? insane. <laughs> 25 people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's amazing.
0: You know, and there's a lot of them that are just, you know, two episodes, but a majority, you know, let's see how many people on all 20 episodes. There's at least, uh, you know, just a handful. And then there's a lot that are 10 episodes, which probably for different seasons, but a lot of different, uh, a lot of different hands going into this, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the question it's like, I've written, some you know short fiction stuff I understand the process of it and mm-hmm. there's two different ways to go about writing and there's either the people that like to have a flow chart they want to go in and be like okay well here's the character and this is what's going to happen here's the end and there's this is a couple of the waypoints along the way and then they write to to meet those to get mm-hmm. to those points and then there are people like the crazy liberal uh, Stephen King who is a pantser who comes up with the character and they kind of do a character study but then they just start writing and see where what's it goes. a pantser uh, writing by the seat of their pants that's what it is a term in the writer's uh world believe it or not pantser which means you don't have a roadmap going in you're writing by the seat of your pants and uh so you just start
1: writing. well regardless of how stupid Stephen king's politics are he is one of the most prolific one of the most professional writers yes in the world
0: yeah and that's Uh, how he starts he gets his character he's like i put the character into the situation i want the character in mm -hmm. have no idea where it's going to end up
1: uh yeah yeah but like he sits down every morning and then writes And I have to travel to Mexico just to do a little bit of that. (laughs) Isn't that scary? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, after you do it enough, it becomes like second nature. And you just
1: kind of, uh, I mean, I think a big part of. Yeah, I don't think it does, dude. I think you have to have a personality that makes it second nature. But I don't think it does just from doing it.
0: Well, I think there's a certain amount. Because even with podcasting, Uh, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah, podcasting,
1: not freaking. Writing. Well, see, this is
0: it. Is writing that different? It depends on the mindset. And it depends how much gets thrown away. Because there are a lot of writers who, when they get the writer's block, just stop and can't write anything. And then there's the ones I think that maybe it is a personality thing. Maybe it is just having the experience that they're able to write stuff, even if they know they're not going to use it, because just the writing, maybe you'll get back into the flow when a lot of stuff gets thrown out. I mean, I think most people realize that most books are edited down and it's not like this is the exact thing that came out of the writer's fingers while originally writing it, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. So there is a kind of a skill there to be able to kind of power through and and keep writing, even though maybe you don't have your best ideas and uh I've watched a few of the master classes, one from uh James Patterson and one from Margaret Atwood, both different concepts of writing, but both really mm-hmm. interesting if you if you have access to the master class stuff
1: yeah well, I'm sure you didn't pay for that either well, you never know I mean the internet's <clears> an interesting <throat> thing I'm, I'm pretty sure um so yeah i've written i've i've read you've written rotten? i've written wrote wrote wrote. i wrote
0: it and <laughs> I, it. I was done. Write it down.
1: I wrote it down. Exactly. Uh, a shit ton of nonfiction and a little bit of fiction. Uh, but I've, I've easily written several thousand pages the, over the course of the last 20 years, but it's hard, hard work for me. I do not enjoy writing at all. I do it because I have to, I don't do it because it's fun and given an opportunity to do pretty much anything else, play video games, (laughs) go sit in the pool with a drink, whatever. I'll take that over writing. Um, now for fiction, it's, I've had a little more fun, but I've also never published my fiction. I've never finished anything. I've started a bunch of stories, but But then finish. Then I run into problems with tying up the loose ends. I'm yes. like, okay, we'll just move on to a different story then. Right. This and otherwise it's when
0: it turns into work is where it becomes a problem.
1: Oh, it's always work. It's the, it, it. I th- I really think it is always work. And some people like, I know a guy who's written nine, uh, nonfiction or sorry, nine fiction books. He's, he's a pretty good writer. A Friend of my, uh, one of my friend's dad. and. um he has a, you know, his standard routine. Like he, he writes in the evenings and generally after he's had a drink or two, he up just, the thoughts yeah, exactly. Loosely he never writes on an empty stomach. He only writes with a few drinks and uh, continues drinking while he's writing. And, uh, I guess that allows him to put more stuff down. It still takes him somewhere between six months and nine months of book to To write a um, a book, and these are typically well, he's got a few different series, but they're kind of what I would describe as the 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 Hardy Boys or kind of a um, you know um, Jeeves and Wooster type books. So they're formulaic. So they're like, a formulaic it, they're mystery like kind adventure of. mystery kind of things. There's usually either a detective or somebody solving something, or you know it's something of that regard uh but he's gotta develop the whole plot line he's gotta map everything out he's gotta get the character traits down he's gotta make sure that everybody's paired up nicely you know kind of like if you look at a perfect example of that is what Ag- agatha christie always did is well, it's, it's not the world it's not just the mystery it's having the right counterbalances of everything well, then let me ask you this. Like, what was your favorite television show of
0: all time that you've like seen over the season and you've seen it multiple times? You you have a favorite
1: television show. Um, I mean, there's been many over the course of my lifetime. I, I think, uh, Battlestar Galactica is definitely one. The expanse was one, but, but here's the problem it's always season one and two are great. And then three is okay. And four and five suck. Well, yeah, that it happens. Uh, it doesn't matter lot. what the show is. That's just reality. But if that's you were just, to take,
0: you know, let's say that first two seasons of Battlestar Galactica that you yeah, love, it's very good. And I'm yeah. like, okay, write a story that happens right after the second season ends. Now is that no, it's easy? No, that's easy because you have the characters and that's yeah. the yeah.
1: anybody. You, you wonder why these uh, writers go with, I don't think they read the previous stories i think they come in as writers into these writing rooms like okay we're going to create a story about character x and they're like great here's what x is going to do well do, do you not want to read on what they've done in the past no no, no. that's all right unimportant
0: but this is yeah. authors that go with you wonder why these series have the same guy or gal as the hero through the whole book because they mm-hmm. know the character mm-hmm. you know and you know the characters because it's, it's very easy to go You know, I watched Mash from an early age. It's like if somebody were like, "Hey, go write a story revolving around the characters that were in Mash." Yeah, it's
1: an easy, easy easy thing to do. Now, one thing that both Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones did, which I I love when they do this, is kill off main characters. Oh yeah, because nobody's expecting that. Yeah, because in America, you're not used to that happening. So the idea of having a character and the expanse did this too, by the way, expanse was another one of those that I, great, great show for many reasons, good books and, uh, the characters and, and the expanse incidentally was written by two guys that were kind of fans of George R. R. Martin, Martin, <laughs> except they were doing science fiction and he was doing fantasy. Although George R. R. Martin really likes science fiction more. Apparently he's talked about that, how he, He's known for his fantasy but he he really is a sci-fi nerd. Shocker, right? Looking at him you'd never know he's a sci-fi nerd. <laughs> hey, whatever you're good at though. I mean, that's it. I hear he's a pretty good podcaster too. And podcasting's easy. Mhm. Anybody can do
0: it. Although it's hard to get
1: an audience. Um, yeah. Speaking of audience, so I I guess we're wrapping the show up. I saw that uh, nobody <laughs> listens anymore. Nobody mean, wants to hear any more episodes. I'm the mean, least popular person you do a show with. Right. So we're done, right? You mean not wrapping today's show up. You just mean overall wrapping. Oh, yeah. I mean, today's up. the last show. Yeah.
0: I thought it was an interesting poll, and I thought that Jennifer would be far and above any of the other people that get votes just because the voting was happening. on no Agenda I didn't Social. even know
1: you did a show with her
0: she filled in for Larry on uh, what would have been our third missed week. Cause we had the first missed week where I had the tooth infection. Mm-hmm. We had the second missed week because he was traveling mm-hmm. and then he ended up traveling for the third week. And the next show was going to be our one year. So I'm like, well, no, I don't want to skip a whole month mm-hmm. and then do the one year of uh, planet rage. So I asked Jennifer if she wanted to fill in. Cause it's like, she does the, opening for that show where she's like, Oh, mm-hmm. here's Larry and Darren. Then she was on the show once before with Fletcher when we did it live. And I figured it would be fun to have a completely different uh vibe for
1: a show. Yeah, totally.
0: And people like Jennifer, so I'm figuring there's this isn't even going to be close. People are all even if they hadn't heard the show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would be like, oh yeah, Jennifer's the best. And then, you know, who knows for you, Larry, and Bemrose. But it turns out I think Bemrose had a bot and one <laughs> overall it, the interesting thing was there was at least one or two comments of people that are like yeah i, I like uh bemrose because i like your adversarial yeah, yeah, vibe. yeah.
1: I've, I've heard that as well yeah which it's like oh so i guess it's better if you don't like the person you're podcasting well that's true and we are kind of moving in that direction so you know maybe that'll things will improve over you, know, time. Fuck
0: you gene i am tired of listening to your stuff i just can't
1: handle it anymore I just don't have no idea why people even listen to you at all, frankly, because there's nothing, nothing really you bring to the table.
0: I have that good voice. I mean,
1: really, but it's an empty words that are coming out. I mean, it's a good voice. And I think it's, it's good for announcing what tune is going to play next. And you kind of do that with your most popular show. It's the most fun show. You get to rock, Uh you get to roll,
0: but then we do all the podcasts and we go to all sorts of different lengths to bring in all sorts of different uh topics and every show is different which i like mm-hmm.
1: which uh you know i think speaking it. speaking of out. shows so i'm gonna plug the new show on this show uh so finally after god knows how many episodes uh of just being a guest on sir gene speaks
0: oh are you finally getting a spinoff
1: yeah, we're getting a spinoff. So, That's uh, usually a death knell for a show. We finally it? got it's like Ooh, the, it's the Ropers, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got a spinoff. off Ropers was ben. a horrible idea, yeah, that was a god awful idea.
0: Well, no, you want to know what's a god awful idea? I just what? read the, the Jeffersons. Other day. No, the, Je- the Jeffersons was a good show,
1: <laughs> it was a good show.
0: The uh, the movie company, whichever it is, Paramount, that owns Ferris Bueller's Day Off Uh uh-huh is now making a movie no which is about the two the two fucking uh, valets that took the car oh no their story is gonna be told like 30 40 years later it's like oh that's horrible
1: yeah that's 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 a story that clearly was pitched in a drug-induced uh or or not pitched bought in Uh a drug drug drug-induced stupor i
0: think there's no question that shows you've run out of ideas
1: oh my god they literally cannot make anything original anymore can they
0: no well i don't even know how they go back to any of that because the old stuff isn't woke and you know that's the interesting thing even just going back watching stuff from the new stuff is for sure oh yeah i mean i it was not a good series to begin with but mm-hmm. um i've been watching episodes of the odd couple which was remade with uh matthew perry and uh, uh the other dude but he was clearly the gay one right? now that was still fairly non-pc and that was just a few years ago i don't know what flipped the switch to go all in on this stuff mm-hmm. but it certainly happened
1: which well is i can tell I like you what shows. it's giving up your children to insane people yes to indoctrinate yeah. them for 12 years and then they watch something on tv and they're like
0: oh my god i can't handle this find me a safe mm-hmm. space
1: Yes, either find me a safe space or change my sex. Yes, <laughs> there is no oh, safe space God. from changing your sex. So I, I dude named Ben and Sir Gene. Yeah, 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 yeah. You interrupted me mid-thought. So we're gonna we're gonna start a new show. um I've got the. Uh, in fact, I'll go ahead and uh, announce it on the air because uh, we kind of teased it on our show. You are so we'll old. This alive. is the air. This is the Bitstream. Well, now make sure you cut this part out of the actual. uh episode that's published because i want this only for people listening on the stream oh yeah you, you ready mark your time i'm gonna mark edit okay yeah good so for the first time so right. <laughs> uh it's called um just two good old boys so it's a the um dukes of hazard remake Mm, i don't even know what that is oh, i just uh, happened to come up with those words i'm uh, totally on my own uh, and the music has nothing to do with the show i mean never do it no harm that's oh, always in a big fan yeah exactly <laughs> never doing no harm uh but i got the i got the url which is good so we got that set we've got uh some uh theme music already done yeah just some good old boys that's yeah, amazing no harm now that that's Shit, your rendition's pretty good there, actually. Thank you. Might have you have you do it as well. Um, and then we can inter intersperse it. That'd be good. Yeah, man. I'm totally up for it. Uh, but the idea is we're we clearly have developed a a certain focus and a certain type of person that likes that show. And then I can get Sir Gene Speaks back to be just my personal gene ranting about things, kinda like your uh, random thoughts. Makes sense. Yeah. It's good to have a solo show. Well, I think so. So that'll get me to the three shows. I'm still a couple behind you. That's you the point. But, at uh, I, I was thinking, you know, I really like 80s music. Maybe I should just start uh, 80s music DJ show. That'd be fun. Yeah. Right. Or we could do a whole like
0: look back at the 80s and do, uh, yeah, like rewatches of movies, uh, do 81,
1: album 82, and 83.
0: I mean, if you really want to get
1: granular, well, yeah, that's you usually can, how they do these things. If you watch it on TV, it's always like they're going to stretch it out into 10 episodes.
0: No, I, mean, I just meant you could probably do like one whole season on
1: 1980 and then another whole mm-hmm. season on 1981. Oh, yeah, the yeah. best of. Best of exactly the price of cocaine during 1981 <laughs> surged all the way up to $89 per Is that ounce. How
0: you kind of look back and is that how your inflation meter is?
1: It's is. the price of Coke. Yeah. The price of Coke. Well, Coke got cheaper in the, in the mid eighties. Um, so that would be deflationary, I guess. Well, that was good. Reagan was doing his job. He was doing his job. Yeah. Brought the he price was, of Coke down. You know, Reagan had the uh, the good sense to, like, say he was senile, unlike the current president.
0: I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody. And Reagan had an excuse. Reagan's one of the few people that you saw mentally failing mm-hmm. after he was shot, mm-hmm. but somehow made a comeback, which was amazing i mean i'm not saying he got back to a hundred
1: percent but mm-hmm.
0: it's very rare that pendulum even goes back a little bit in the other direction and with it Rankin, it
1: did it did. well and i i've experienced this with my dad where he he was five six years ago so he was in his late 70s he's in his 80s now he's in his late 70s uh he was driving his old uh uh ford uh, sport youth out to the dealer in seattle to buy a new car and on the way to the dealer he uh there's a car that was making a left turn in front of him so he stopped you know he's behind the other car waiting for him to turn and got rear-ended by a guy who didn't stop and uh rammed into him at full speed in a in a ram van Yeet. yeah completely totaled my dad's car and they had to helicopter him to a hospital in Seattle. He was totally in, out of it. He was passed out. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, this is like he had an old Ford that he never, I mean, none of us really do this. so I can't really blame him. But the earbag the airbag, the airbag did not deploy because it was a car that was like 10 years old and he'd never had the airbag checked. Well, and you were hit uh, from behind Would that bring the air i guess it would oh absolutely yeah because you get hit from behind i pushed you into the seat and the, but the car is hitting the car in front of it and ah, slowing yeah. down immediately and so that so he had these nasty gashes on his face from hitting the steering wheel uh the uh seat belt worked but you know seat belt is only going to save your life not your face yes well the airbag is what saves your face
0: testing an airbag it's like well then how do you know it works once you reset it
1: it's yeah out. well what they tell you is it has to get tested. i mean it's not they don't test it by blowing it up they they test the i guess to make sure that there's no leaks right like the so see so, yeah like the actual charge work, is still yeah. good i don't know whatever but they tell you you're supposed to do it like every 10 years mm-hmm. nobody ever does this so just assume if you're in a car that's over a decade old that the airbag's not going to deploy yeah who needs so airbags. that's a safe implant My yeah well, we never used enough. to yeah Dude, we didn't need fucking seat belts Like we used to fly out of front windshields in the in the day and then walk away from the accident. Hell yeah! That's how we were back. That these pussies these days. That nineteen seventy eight Oldsmobile, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you could take you about five seconds to fly over the hood.
0: Yeah, you just look out and watch the hood. It's gonna take
1: a while. It's like flying over uh, Midwest. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. um Yeah, I was in two car accidents in that thing. Uh, well, that's why I had two cars. It's because the, the, each one of them got totaled and uh one of them uh i got rear-ended on and the guy that was in the passenger seat wasn't wearing a seat belt i was wearing a seatbelt, and he ended up getting his back fucked up uh like he became paralyzed nice yeah nice. not my fault and then um the other time uh somebody I could see somebody was going way too fast on an icy road as I was stopped for a left turn, and uh, there's no way he was going to be able to stop. So I I quickly put the car into forward gear and I just started going forward just to lessen the impact. Still ended up getting hit and still ended up getting the car totaled. So two, I've had two Delta eighty eights totaled, and that's hard to do, man. There's not a lot of crumple zone with those cars. (laughs) No, the good thing is, you know, it didn't affect me at all. Right. right. like, this was fun. It's, well, I wouldn't go that far but because you do get the wind knocked out of you. It's, it's kind of like, remember, this is like a 70s car. The thickness of the seats, uh, like the padding on the seats is not what it is in modern cars. <laughs> You're not in a full five-point harness <clears> being <throat> um, yeah. gingerly yeah. held. Exactly. And so you get that seat whacking you up in your back and then your, your headrests are basically minimal and your head just whips back and hits the headrest um yeah this is a time when nobody wore helmets hell they didn't wear like i'd rollerblade with just the blades nothing on my elbows nothing on my knees no helmet
0: i mean when we rode bikes and skateboards and stuff there was no helmets and nothing
1: none of this bullshit that makes children weak and you wonder you know we believed in in we believed in in uh, murphy's law Oh, and the survival of the fittest exactly if you can't if you can't survive skateboarding you probably ought to be dead <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or at least not skateboarding thing. yeah well but if you're gonna skateboard then you deserve to be dead that's okay if you're gonna uh, Do something
0: dumb yeah i mean i remember kids yeah. and i never really did it because i think i have the part of the brain that says you're going to die doing that was back in the day when they call it skeeching where uh, mm-hmm. it was an icy road yeah, and, and you know somebody's driving. Kids would run and grab out of the back bumper of a moving car and see how long they could hold on.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that the person, sounds horribly fun.
0: Yeah, well the person driving the car does not know
1: you're doing it. No. Even more fun. Oh yeah. Well, ice has a certain fun aspect to it until it where ends. You, until where you, you lose
0: that's not icy.
1: Yeah, I mean I've done a full 360 on the highway uh, in an icy condition before. That's always fun. Yeah, you're like oh, um just, just continued on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, eventually. And then didn't hit anything. I managed to get off the road, but yeah. Bad I've weather. I've, ser- I've slid with wheels locked towards a car at fifty miles an hour. <laughs> That's and a good I feeling. Could have sworn I was gonna hit him. So basically, so icy highway, but you know, didn't seem to bother me at the time. And I, this car going in the left lane, I'm going in the right lane. And I feel like I ought to be able to pass him and get in front of him because, you know, he's just blowing snow on me uh, because he's slightly ahead of me and in the left lane. You were using I your white Russian privilege. I, and so I'm using my four wheel drive privilege to accelerate. But as I'm accelerating, I see that there's a, another car in the right lane in front of me, but he's moving way slower than I am. So I'm like, not going to happen i'm not going to be able to get in front of the other guy in <laughs> time because i can't accelerate fast enough because of the ice on the road i'm barely accelerating so you were, you were really mad at your ability to do the math at that particular point i was you? doing the math with my eyeballs moving left right left right left right trying to estimate the distances between each of the cars finally the the sense in me uh, kicked in and i said it's not going to happen so then i have to slow down and not hit the guy in front of me Hit the brakes and nothing happens. And I have anti lock brakes. This is not an old car. This is like a 2000s car. Well, then doesn't it go when they're trying? No, that's the-, the old cars used to do that. New ones don't do that. But in this case, it didn't do that because all four wheels just locked. See, <laughs> you, it, the car only knows that it needs to apply anti-lock brakes if one of the wheels is turning at a different speed than the other three. Oh, So if they're all the same, it's like, if oh, If all four fine. wheels come to a complete stop that means the car is no longer moving this is perfectly fine except then. i'm moving at 50 miles an hour <laughs> and Nothing i'm starting to, to i'm starting to slightly turn very slowly because the car is no longer using wheels it's on basically pads just skidding and i'm getting closer to the front bumper of the guy in front of me and i'm getting close and it's 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 slow because my my relative speed to him is not huge. My relative speed probably was about ten miles faster and it's slowly dropping as the car is going on ice. The guy in my left lane is now getting to be, you know, he, he's still next to me, but he's a little bit ahead of me. So if I could slow down enough, then I can jump into the left lane behind him and pass the guy without hitting him. I mean, in front of the me ice, you're right? But I also can't turn because my wheels are stopped. So I'm literally just skidding at like 50 miles an hour. And I, I'm pretty sure it was 50 because I think I got up to 60 before I realized I'm not going to make this. <laughs> and and then I'm I'm edging up behind the guy to the point where his bumper is no longer visible in front of my hood. And I'm bracing for an impact. And it seems like that took like an hour is what it felt like of me sitting there. With his bumper not visible, just waiting for that feeling of my car just hit his car. And hoping to God he doesn't hit his brakes. Right, because that's going to add to the Because that will really fuck things up if he hits his brakes because he wants to brake check me because I'm too close. And I was way too close because I couldn't see his bumper. <laughs> and it never happened. He didn't brake. My front bumper must have literally been an inch away from his. Because I couldn't see it under the hood. You were doing some bump drafting. But holy shit, that was the closest I'd ever come to having a full speed on highway crash. That was uh, your fault. And I that was totally my fault. And I, I slowly started seeing the car was slowing down and falling back when I was down to about 30 miles an hour. I let like go of the brake. <clears throat> and uh uh the the wheels did a little wiggle left right and then started spinning again and uh then i was able to change lanes and pass the fucker and give him the, the finger as i was passing him because uh clearly he deserved it all the time on the radio was waylon jennings singing just some good old boys <laughs> exactly this is the, the show is going to be nothing but car stories that's all it's just car stories from two us. that
0: would be awesome
1: yeah, it's like car talk radio. You ever listen to car talk? Yeah. I used to love car talk. Yeah, when it was, well, yeah, that's, you want to know how to the fix the brothers.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. People would call in like, my, my other brother. My noise mm-hmm. what, what do you think? <laughs>
1: it th- might those be? fuckers were extremely accurate and correct in their diagnostics. It yes, was amazing. For what they were given. Yeah, because I'm a kind of a car guy. I understand how to work on engines. I've done all that. Uh, I I was forced into it as a child. Slave labor at Henry Ford's plant. So, you know those were much easier to work on <laughs> yeah i think they were easier to work on <laughs>
0: it was a much simpler thing
1: you know? uh-huh. no computers yeah but we didn't have electric cars back then i mean that was a major threat to ford at the time yeah well that's because uh they had about the same range you know well that is the sad part isn't it yeah yeah the technology didn't have and you didn't, have, and you didn't have gas stations so you know you like it'd be harder to actually charge your vehicle is the electric you could plug in at the house but the you know the gas stations were few and far between well i did love that
0: the story was out i saw it uh elsewhere but no agenda covered it mm-hmm. that what happened to you that you were able to opt out of quickly happened to a bunch of yes. people in california with their thermostats
1: boy it sure did and they didn't get to choose uh-huh
0: but this is yep. where it's going and i say you know, I've said this a few times, but Glenn Beck warned of this stuff like 10 or 20 years ago. And people said he was nuts and it's all coming true. I mean, well, because he's nuts, a Mormon. That's why. Right. He's mm-hmm. nuts on a lot of different stuff. But he was right about that.
1: Yeah. And it's it's hard to really fault them for doing that. I mean, if the, they well, can either save the planet. Well, yeah. I mean, how would they not save the planet? In my case, I did figure it out eventually. And I think I can't remember if you were the one that came up with the hypothesis, but somebody did. And it wasn't me, but it was a correct one, which is what they did is they decided that they're simply for the people that opted in like me. I did opt in voluntarily. Well, for a hundred dollars. Right. There's your, I, I, there's your bonus. They, there's my bonuses. A hundred dollars Um is. They decided that the best thing to do is to simply bump everybody by four degrees warmer than whatever their thermostat was set to. Correct. Not knowing somebody might have a ready, not knowing somebody might have a thermostat set to 79 because that's what my snakes enjoy,
0: which also makes you wonder if they know what it's set at, or they can just do plus or minus. I think
1: it's plus or minus. Yeah. I don't think they know what it's set at.
0: And so that was my guess on that
1: one, if it was set to 72 or 74, even like a lot of people that would get to an uncomfortable 76, 77 degrees, but given that mine was set to 79 and it got to 84, well, and a (laughs)
0: lot of people turn these things up when they leave. So if you do Uh that, then you're also screwed by trying to do the right thing again.
1: Yeah, it definitely screwed. So Consequently, uh, that was not in not something that I enjoyed and, uh, uh, the, it, like it, I think it would work better if they could read what your thermostat was set to, right. Which is why and then, everything, and then to just be on the add internet. one more rule, which is move it up by three or four degrees, but only up to a maximum of 78, right? which would have actually lowered my temperature by one degree. Now,
0: one, this is obviously massive government overreach, but people are signing up and asking for it because they don't think it'll ever be used against them. That's funny,
1: but well, and I signed up because it was a hundred bucks and I figured, you know, I keep it warm all the time. It's not going to affect me because why would they mess with me? Well, because again, my thought was that it's, if they want to have people not be trying to cool the house to 72, because that's constant nonstop, never turning off air conditioning, that's fine. It won't affect me because I never go that low anyway. Right. And consequently, I'm just going to get a free hundred dollars for nothing. No. But I think what ended up happening that I never even thought of at the time is governments. They dumb. don't know what temperature I have mine set to. All they know is that they can bump it up. Right. And they did.
0: And Which they did. I was wondering this uh, while reading that story. What about portable air conditioning units? I think everybody's going to need to buy these mm-hmm. because eventually the government's going to control everybody's thermostat. And you're going to have to have a portable air conditioner unit that you can put in a room to at least keep the house cool. Because yeah. as of yet, the tech, it's going to take a long time for the technology Without them just being like, well, you can't have any electric, which then your right. fridge is going to shut down
1: and everything else. My defibrillator is going to get turned off. Great. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Which
0: I don't think they can do, but I'm thinking that. Oh, they can do it. All right. You might want to. Inv- I mean, this is not a program that uh, you should take legal advice or financial no, not, advice not from. Not good advice. No. But companies that make portable air conditioners, I'm thinking, might be in
1: uh-huh. uh,
0: might be in a good place right now. If this kind of stuff continues,
1: I've thought about it. I already have purchased a couple of electric uh, heaters and they work really well. Well, and then people would say, well, well, idiot, why are you buying electric heaters when the thing you're trying to fight is the uh, electricity going down in the middle of winter? Well, I also have a generator. Correct. <laughs> so, yes. yes, the portable heaters running off the generator will keep the house, you know, in a probably 72 degrees. Is what it'll drop down to. It'll keep you uh, from
0: having to go up the stairs every hour to keep your snakes warm.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, the method that I utilized, which is probably something most people would have never thought of doing, uh, was about the only way that I could manage to control the temperature uh, in one room of the house sufficiently enough to keep the snakes alive so sure. which was boiling boiling yeah boiling water on the stove and then bringing that hot water uh just below boiling and then sticking it into that room to transfer the heat from the water to the air in the room and then once that starts cooling off an hour later going down and doing it all over again so i was doing that literally once an hour for 3 days no 4 days 4 days we didn't have power so once an hour for 4 days was at 96 basically a hundred water boilings and changes in the course of that event. It had Uh, to be
0: very surreal by the end of that.
1: Well, it, it means I had to sleep in 45 minute increments.
0: Yes. Which also has to have a detrimental
1: effect. A surreal effect. (laughs) as Well, Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in the dark all the time. There is no power to anything. Uh, nothing works. And, uh, the only well luckily the only thing that does work is the stove but you have to manually light it because the electricity that would normally light it doesn't work right and there were people confused about how you light your stove yeah there are people definitely that don't understand what a match is um but the interesting thing uh, yeah
0: i have no name in the troll room which if you're not in the troll room at trollroom.io when we do these shows live on fridays you're missing out said black market for old school unpowered thermostats See, i've thought of this because i'm like i have a thermostat Mm -hmm. that is programmable but it it is not wi-fi it is not internet enabled yeah
1: yeah and And look i think they're gonna force this
0: i mean i think they're gonna force the internet enabled at some point so i think what the real trick is gonna be is to have the wired one reporting back something and you have a secondary thermostat that's doing something else yeah
1: you could do that and you, yeah, have you could, the wired you could one certainly you- stick the old school one and replace it, but only if it's your house. Right. Cause I don't know if you remember. So back when Adam used to live in downtown Austin, there, oh, the uh, building, right, too, the said. whole building used nest thermostats, which was sold as a benefit of course, to you, because the thermostat knows when you're there and it'll you know, save you money by controlling the temperature by itself. But the Nest was also one of the first ones that the sold also this program to the government saying, hey, you guys ought to subsidize people replacing their old school thermostats with and a they Nest. Do. And they do subsidize it because you can control the Nest through a back channel. And of course, then we find out that not only can they control it, they can also know if you're in the house or not. Which is convenient. So all that data is going to the government to know whether you're inside, outside, the camera access, all that stuff. Well, yeah, the smart water meters are a big part of that. Yeah.
0: Because most people don't think about that. I mean, with electricity, it's a little different because your air conditioners, your refrigerators, there's a lot of things that are running while you're not home.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's rare for water to run in a house unless you have an automatic sprinkler system outside or something. But Mm -hmm. it's really rare. If there's nobody in the house for water to be on and people don't think, I mean, you go flush your toilet, that's enough for that to light up. Oh, there's somebody here
1: at this address. Yep, Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you've got your toilet set up to flush once an hour just for the hell of it.
0: That's not a bad idea. Throw them off, man. Mm -hmm. This is exactly why there are some things set up online, which just throws out fake data. So yeah well my lights go
1: on randomly i have one of those devices here oh
0: you have to the people that have them set up at the exact same time yeah you're fucked yes and i like the outdoor lights that just turn on when it's dark and turn off when it's light and stay on all night and because the leds now even in even in biden america with the prices of electricity going up i mean i figured that out when we got the uh, outdoor lights, along with just plugging in mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. light, because you could buy light bulbs. I don't even know if a lot of people know this. You can buy regular sized LED light bulbs that you can put in your outdoor fixtures that just have a sensor, so you never yeah. have to turn those on or off again. And it's like a penny per like twenty four hours to run those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can. I I kind of prefer what my neighbors have, which is just insanely overly bright uh lights that just shine on their entire property that are tr- motion triggered Oh yeah cuz they want to
0: see the animals coming around
1: Uh no well maybe I mean I think they just want to make sure there's nobody stealing shit from them but uh but they're like really like they're bright enough to where you would seriously have second thoughts about trying to rob a house with those on Right cuz you're going to be seen you believe Yeah whereas I just have the old standard whatever came with the house you know outdoor lights yeah but inside
0: you have a lead disbursement device that will uh
1: well i also have a a forced carbon dioxide atmosphere here which is going to make most people just fall unconscious once they walk in the house i've heard that you are a big believer in that yeah, carbon dioxide is awesome, man. It is, it is the the, miracle uh element. And of course the powers that be know this and try and get rid of it. But not carbon. It monoxide. Like a, well, carbon monoxide you shouldn't really be generating. I mean, that's a uh that's not a it's too active and a molecule, so you don't want that inside of you. Um because it's going to prevent um, the ability for you to exhale carbon dioxide. Well, because you'll be dead. You have enough carbon monoxide. Well, you'd be dead if you have carbon, enough carbon dioxide too. Well, if so there's no <laughs> oxygen. Yeah. No, you need the oxygen, but I also have an oxygen generator here so I can control the uh, the, the indoor yeah. uh, ratios pretty well. Are you growing uh, like plants there or something? Is maybe. that Maybe. Uh- <laughs> Is that the problem
0: yeah i have a green thumb at times <laughs> i see i mean tomatoes stuff like um, that. i'm sure
1: yeah no actually potatoes oh well, that's um, good is that your, yeah, your I, irish heritage coming out i have <laughs> my martian heritage is coming out uh yeah potatoes are some of the uh the the best plants to grow um in an environment that is uh, hostile to most other life well hence ireland <laughs> yeah that's a very good point
0: that's very true yes. and you could do the pendulette diet and just eat nothing but potatoes for 30 days oh was that his diet potato diet well it was he could choose any one thing because mm. that was the whole thing on reprogramming your body i guess
1: i think i would probably do ice cream and i guarantee you i would <laughs> not lose weight uh yeah yeah the i mean potatoes I it had be to be like a, a natural
0: uh you know pro, whatever it was well i've done that diet part.
1: i did the uh the only filet mignon diet well that's not bad i mean that's, that's very for, good that's for
0: the ultra rich i did think it was
1: funny now oh and but speaking of uh not necessarily the all, ultra the rich filet mignon diet yeah that so recommend so highly yeah so you know who's gonna do that now Is. Um, Uh Tina.
0: Well, because there's some very good Texas beef from Texas Slim.
1: And the Beef Uh, Initiative, whatever it's called there in Austin. Yeah, the Beef Initiative, whatever it's called. Uh, But yeah, so she's uh she's gonna start doing the carnivore thing, which I think is great. I I've always enjoyed it. The the only issue I have with it, and I typically I've done it three times now. The thing that always gets me to wrap it up is a really bad case of the runs not at all you have no runs are you kidding no you uh, runs are you kidding dude that only happens from vegetables Oh, i thought that was the water in mexico it's the vegetables in the water in mexico that makes
0: sense stay away from
1: vegetables kids yeah vegetables are evil don't don't be around vegetables (laughs) uh no the it's the opposite the beauty of eating nothing but but meat is that that meat is has a, such a high absorbency that you only poop every other day.
0: Oh, well, see, that saves so much
1: time. Well, it saves water in the environment, too. I mean, you are thinking about the planet. I will give you Mostly, that. Mostly. I'm really a greenie. I've Speaking never heard greenies anybody say that. Yeah. In, what, you never heard anybody refer to themselves as a greenie? I mean, not you, but... <laughs> no i i'm like dude i like plants i have i have to you know potatoes growing in my house
0: that's what i've heard yeah all potatoes all the time
1: all potatoes in a, a nice uh, carbon dioxide rich environment i think the uh whatever you picked for that
0: diet i think it had to be like a single ingredient thing like you could have corn
1: you could well, you what, know
0: filet mignon is not a single ingredient that it would be i mean i'm guessing you could also do that with
1: the meat Oh, well, he did lose quite a bit of weight. He lost like a hundred pounds, didn't he? Yeah. And I think
0: he's kept it off, which somewhat, I, I think the concept is you do the crazy thing and you get down and then you just try to manage.
1: Well, it does get easier. So I have lost a lot of weight many years ago, uh, and, uh, lost about a hundred pounds in fact, and it is much easier to eat. Like, I don't want to say you can eat anything right but you can eat quite a bit when you're at the low weight and not really gain any weight because your metabolism is running a lot faster because one of the things that happens when you end up adding fat to your body is uh it has a counterbalance effect with your metabolism so the more stored fat you have the slower your metabolism gets And that makes total sense because generally, if you look at the, the history of, you know, humans or really mammals in general, but, but for sure humans that when you're starting to, um, uh, to build up a lot of fat deposits, that would historically only be at one point in the year when a lot of things are harvested. So yes, generally before long, right before winter, winter before yeah. the long winter, exactly. And so during winter, you don't have to do as much work because you don't want to be burning as many calories. And you're living off partially off your fat in your body and partially off whatever foodstuffs you've managed to, uh, you know, put in storage. And this is as true for, you know, squirrels and chipmunks that are bearing nuts for the winter as it is for humans. Up until very, very recently, probably last few thousand, uh, maybe even less than the last couple thousand years. So it's kind of a natural thing that uh, your body knows that, oh, you just gained a bunch of mate. That means that winter's coming. That means that we're going to go into slow mode.
0: And you don't want to be in slow mode.
1: Yeah. And the problem is when you're in slow mode and you keep eating the same amount of calories that you've always eaten, those calories are more, in fact, of those calories are converted into fat. And so you're just adding more fat and more fat, and your body keeps waiting for that slowdown of the winter and instead you're just like accumulating uh ongoing uh fat in your body and that's not good so you want to get it all rocking and rolling and
0: then you can coast
1: yeah now there are a few drugs that are out there that will artificially like move your body out of winter mode well that's like the uh what the uh, drug companies have been
0: looking for the, they want the mm-hmm. magic pill that's like oh you pop this you'll never be overweight
1: yeah well and there are some i mean they're not really pills they're more injections because they're uh, either hormones or precursors ah. um so they're they're not really fda approved not this is where we this is this is where it's not a a medical advice show
0: right this is where you do not want uh-huh. to so take uh, yeah, things no, that don't, seriously.
1: don't go don't do this boys and girls this is only for your educational well-being yeah yeah exactly but one of the things that worked tremendously well is was ephedrine and ephedrine has now been uh brought into a controlled substance because you can use it to cook meth but bef- we well, could but before that you could get uh ephedra alkali uh tablets over the counter uh, and then typically they had uh Mawang in them, as there were the that was derived from. And uh ephedrine stimulates um the production of uh a few different hormones in your body that kind of kick it into high gear. Uh I think predominantly through the pituitary gland. So that was one of the things that work uh right now. There's a number of peptides. Uh, there's, I think, three different ones that are available in Mexico. Uh, that oh, is that why used. you went to Mexico? No, I was on vacation in Mexico. Okay. What are you talking about?
0: You were a totally legitimate businessman. How many extra suitcases have come back? Uh,
1: did you I send yourself I've, a
0: few packages? I don't
1: believe in suitcases. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you ask
0: somebody to carry something over the
1: border for you? I don't know anything about any meals that you're describing. <laughs>
0: You like so anybody, uh, anybody,
1: come on! Are you going literally, literally, anybody can cross the border right now. Even you, even me. Yes, unless you're trying to go the other way, and then they're like, uh, "Well, Ugh. that's more." That's yeah, you got to be careful about that. Um, but yeah, they're that's all that they're doing now. Now, this is not over-the-counter stuff. This is not even like stuff you can get from your doctor. But there are doctors out there that you can get prescriptions, sort of kind of for this stuff so it's funny too because what it actually says in the bottle uh uh, is that not for human consumption nice and in fact it's not for animal consumption either so so whose
0: consumption is it for
1: it's for animal testing oh yes well animal testing for for the like the before you get to human studies you do animal studies right So that's what this is currently manufactured for. Okay,
0: now I totally works though. If comic strip bloggers listening, I want a doodle of you like popping pills that say "not for human consumption only."
1: (laughs) Mm Hmm. Not for human consumption only. Exactly. Uh huh. So it's a uh, it's there's a lot more availability in Mexico than the U.S. They're a lot more forward thinking.
0: Well, they're a lot less bureaucratic. Yes, they are. Yes, they they know money talks, and they'll let people try stuff. I mean, hey, some of the stuff may kill you, but then again, so will the stuff the FDA approves. So yeah, hey.
1: so so would stuff back when we were kids. Yeah, driving in, in a
0: 1978 Oldsmobile at 100 <laughs> miles an hour.
1: It it may not kill you, but it'll kill the car for sure. Hey, yeah. meant to that. uh Yeah, I remember jumping the curve in, in one of those things accidentally. Like I was at a parking in front of a store and I thought I was in reverse and I was going to back out of the parking <laughs> space, but I was in drive and instead of going back, it went forward. But the car, even though it weighed like 10,000 pounds, was perfectly fine just were jumping nimble. the curve. Yeah, nimble, baby. Very nimble. Yeah, well, because they had about a foot of suspension travel. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, the bumpers weren't exactly the hugging curve? the ground. No, no, no worries. I was, yeah, they were not hugging. Although the bumpers themselves were really shit. Oh, yeah, they'd fall uh, off. I, yeah, they would totally fall off. Oh, my God. I remember having that issue back then. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, say we started talking this whole topic. 80s cars, American cars in particular, were the absolute shittiest time in manufacturing. So, if you have an 80s car you loved, let us know. Uh, yeah, if you currently have an 80s car, uh I'm sure you could sell it for some Buku bucks you as one sell of these millennials or Zoomers. Though are going to think it's the coolest thing ever.
0: My parents had a Dodge Intrepid that was probably around a 2000 or so. I think maybe Mm -hmm. that he had like maybe 90,000 miles on it Mm -hmm. just sold uh, over the, uh, like maybe three, four months ago Mm -hmm. for 3,500 bucks, which it's
1: like, Oh my God,
0: this is the world we're living in.
1: I remember that car. I remember renting in the rental place.
0: They they were solid. I mean, there were some, were I big. guess
1: that were really bad, but
0: yeah, this year was solid. Didn't have problems with it.
1: Uh, I think I rented a, uh, that would have been a 95, maybe 95 version. Some hold up better than others. Yeah. Hey, so what else is going on? Like, I feel like I've been a little disconnected somewhat on purpose uh anything i need to get caught up on i'm having a root canal next week yes i I'm, meant I'm in the world not with you personally but no. congratulations i guess <laughs> no i think that's about it i mean we do have a couple of people to thank too i mean literally
0: okay. all right it's you cookie with 10 bucks kevin seifert yeah. with five bucks and we got a boostergram from booper of noses saying how dare you hate on g bodies
1: What's lol i don't know so they'll have oh, to oh is boost. that is that the body of the gm Oh, they were they, was the delta 88 a g body is that what he's referring to
0: possibly yes that yeah. would make sense because we were talking
1: about body by fisher it's body by gene oh, no, no, that, that that car's body was actually made by fisher and beer and uh, no cigars.
0: uh yeah but i don't drink So, but we appreciate everybody for listening this is a value for value show even though you know there's no value derived we're all good unrelenting.show i mean hey if you like the show let us know
1: yeah i mean i honestly i've said this on i think all my shows in the past the best thing you can do costs zero money and that is to leave a review for the show on itunes or google or whatever the thing you use is Leave leave a review because shows that have reviews And I don't mean a shitty one star either, but shows, (laughs) but it doesn't even have to be a five star, but yeah, the algos will actually recommend shit with reviews over shit without reviews, even if the shit without reviews may be better. So leave us a review. That's the number one thing. Those are always appreciated. And then the second thing that costs you nothing as well is hit somebody in the mouth, say, Hey, you know, there's a show with two guys talking about like nothing interesting yes. and uh you, gotta you know show. the topics are always different but they're never particularly good they're the show about nothing so it's just like seinfeld yeah. you should check it out and a lot of people like seinfeld i hear that, that or was at least a lot of people I, watched i never really watched it. it seemed like a stupid idea to me but uh show about nothing well what's <laughs> gonna be fun there
0: it was interesting i mean the characters again i could write a seinfeld episode fairly easily i think
1: Oh, sure. That's exactly what the last group of writers said. <laughs> that was how the
0: series ended uh-huh the It wasn't the war- again, and i they had to do it on purpose. That was the worst final episode ever. yeah, they always are. That's why you avoid it. A lot of these series that I've rewatched I do just pass on the last episode or two.
1: Well, I do like that Steinbrenner and uh uh and the Peterman catalog guy was were on the show. Yeah, well, there were some good bits i think on seinfeld
0: and it was not never jerry i mean it was always a, a no supporting jerry character. was the straight guy jerry was the straight guy in the show which made it work which made um, it work but otherwise what's but going I think on he was the, the straight
1: guy in real life too
0: well that's true and they had the whole episode of life well, you're gay what
1: not that it's wrong not that yeah, not that there's no. anything wrong with it. Right, is not, the that, not okay. that there's anything wrong with it. The
0: fact that I'm just slightly misquoted <laughs> and
1: you're correcting me lets me know I've you've never watched, seen this show. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You've watched really, a little more. Uh, that's right. The, the no, the, I am a Larry David
0: fan. You know that. Yes. Yes. Um, it, the one, it, the thing in the world where we uh, talked about a little bit, with the Trump Mar-a-Lago thing, the. Coverage on Mother Jones, which is just a total bullshit liberal. That's rant. still
1: around. Holy shit! I know. I remember Mother Jones from the seventies eighties. The headline on this, this just
0: shows you how the left is covering the Trump Mar-a-Lago thing. Yeah. The headline is Trump stole secret government documents. The That's big true. question
1: is why. Yeah. Why did he steal all those documents? Uh huh. That they know that
0: he stole documents that were. It's like, what do you mean, stole documents? Mm-hmm.
1: He was well, the he never president. He, Yeah, no, he well, But he, what are you saying? President can't steal documents. Right. Well, I'm saying
0: that uh, if he did, then Barack Obama has stolen documents. Uh, Bill Clinton has stolen documents. Uh, any of these presidents have done. And the Biden exact even same stole thing. a whole election.
1: But yeah, hey, let's not talk about that.
0: Exactly. Let's avoid that and just be like, we know that he did this. It's like, no, yeah. we don't. That's what they're actually investigating right now. So as a news organization, you fucks. Well,
1: now, did not the Clintons steal the silverware from the White House? Yes, they,
0: they had trucks of stuff that they had to give mm-hmm. back because they just yeah. absconded with us.
1: Yeah, they just took everything. Yeah. Yeah. But don't look there.
0: Don't look at that. No, no. no they they were, were that. But
1: they were also, they they were ahead of their time. They they turned the White House into Airbnb. I was going to say that a, a brothel was. No, no, no. Well, no, but it was. No, they were renting out. They it were renting wind. out the Lincoln bedroom. Yeah. Way ahead of their time.
0: Well, I mean, you said it was pretty nice when you stayed there.
1: I mean, it's not. It's the ceilings are tall, but I don't, I don't like that style.
0: Well, they probably have remodeled since Lincoln.
1: Well, it had a bed that looked like it wasn't remodeled since that time. Oh, that can only talk. It was like, it was like a, you know, a four-post bed.
0: I mean, it looked nice.
1: Eh, not my style. Hey,
0: we'll be looking for some photos of Al, your style. What's the inside of Gene's dojo looks like? Take a YouTube video. People want to know. Jean's Cribs. Gene. Yeah. I don't live in a dojo. Are we using some too hip language for you? Are we, are we slapping it down and
1: you ain't picking it up? Come on, man. I thought we we're going uh-huh. back to the 80s. A Aren't dojo. You Aren't you a yeah, red dude? That would not be called a dojo, dude. The dojo is your garage.
0: I didn't know that. You only yeah. consider a dojo a garage. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Your hot pad? What you? What you got? Your crib?
1: Crib would be the uh, the the you know people of a certain persuasion name for it. People of a certain persuasion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like urban
0: persuasion. Are you self-censoring here on unrelenting?
1: The urban persuasion of folk. It's unrelenting. It is. It's uh, definitely unrelenting. So speaking of unrelenting, um, you know, we shut down our. Um, Which one call it? Our. Uh, I mean, it's locals. still there, right? Well, it was I'm going to dismantle it, so it's not going to be there for any for any greater length of time. That I should unlink. Uh, yes, <laughs> please do. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to run a little experiment with that locals. So instead of creating a new one, I'm just going to recycle that one. Oh, nice for the good old boys hour. Exactly exactly well let us know how that goes yeah but we, um, will, we will be back i'm sure week, I, well I not only not only can i let you know how that goes you can even listen to the show
0: well i'll be a member because i'm already fun. a
1: member of that community that can well to, that's hey. true that's a good point <laughs> there, you go. there you go yeah uh but yeah i think uh i think that show's got uh mm-hmm. Got some good legs. We're gonna have a. In fact, I'm gonna pre-announce the guest on your show. See, I'm I'm gonna probably get some hate mail from my co host because I'm I'm spilling all the beans on your show instead of our show. A dude named Ben. Show. Named Ben. That ho host exactly of the good old boys hour of the good old boys hour. Um, the Confederate flag in the back. Uh, we're not gonna do video. Um,
0: but well, but that doesn't mean the Confederate flag's still not gonna be in the back. Sure enough. Sure them. enough. Uh, doing it from the seat of the Dodge Charger, with the League. full General League. Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. Yep. With the horn that plays. uh Yeah, Dixie, right? There you go. That's the one. I dig it. But who's so, the guest? There's a guest Yeah, coming. so we're going to have. Yeah, we're, he was just on Tim Pool a couple of weeks ago. We're going to have him on. Are oh, um, you going to be on Tim Pool soon? I have no comments Okay but uh but we will have tucker max on uh on our first official episode well no you've done episodes already they were just kind of like pre-episode our first official episode with the new name you were just kind of working on up to it well we've been doing sir gene i mean it's kind of like this show right but good um no 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 I, what i meant to say is i wouldn't go that far but i, I what i meant to say is I did how many episodes of grumpy old Ben's before we decided that it's probably time to you're like nine start. or 10. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, um, cause if, if you're going to have a one year anniversary with Larry, that means you already missed the one year anniversary of, for doing our show. Well, depending on how the naming went. Yeah.
0: But yeah. We're only on episode we, 40 here. So I think it was the naming thing. So we're still coming up, man.
1: well, i mean if you want to say so but we yes, i know for, we started doing that show before you started doing one with larry yes it's all about chronologically yes <laughs> we'll figure it uh, all out but also you now have skipped two episodes that i gave you an opportunity to have somebody else fill in for me uh, can anybody really fill in for you yes yes a lot of i even <laughs> sent you a list of people that could <laughs> I even sent you a list that included Bemrose on it. Although it ruins the whole Bemrids, vibe. Bemrose was bitching about having to get up at too early yeah. to do a 9 a.m. show on Friday. Oh, yeah. That's, that's tough. I mean, I get it. <laughs> that's a rough life when you got to get up for a 9 a.m. show.
0: Hey, all I have to say is show up or not, we'll be back
1: anything more need to be said no that was a good way to end it so i'm not sure why you were waiting for me